Welcome to episode 5 of Before We Were Born with Theodore Bulla. Um, <clears throat> this episode I'd like to uh, make a response to uh, Dr. Bruce Demir's um, latest podcast, uh, his Tubcast number 3, where he... Um, discusses uh, suffering and um, violence and uh, basically the the post-traumatic stress uh, of the world and our species. Um, let me start by saying that um, in 2017, the, the end of 2017, uh, a, a very traumatic experience happened to me and, and uh, my family. Um, my brother passed away, and uh, I, I was actually there when it happened. And <clears throat> I, I became very... Uh, it, it made me face reality in, in a way that nothing has ever done before. Um, before that, I was, I, I considered myself a, um, a Christian. I, I told people I was a Christian, and I tried my hardest to uh, believe in it. And uh, I, looking back at it, I, I was probably like, in the 90% range of being a, a, a Christian. Um, it, it was something I struggled with, but there were times definitely where I, I fully, wholeheartedly believed in it. And um, I also believed other uh, things that were non-scientific. Um, but... This was all due to uh, schizophrenia. I was diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic or uh, schizoaffective. Um, there, depending on which doctor I was seeing in Pittsburgh. And so they told me <clears throat> the, the things I believed were happening were paranoid delusions and... Um, I believe that uh, the world was basically uh, against me and, and that things were purposefully set up to um, uh, sabotage my life and to, uh, you know, out to get me. And it was very much like um, the movie, the, um, the, I believe it's called uh, Truman. Jim Carrey played the character Truman and where it just felt like everyone on the street if they made eye contact with me it was because they knew who I was and they were um, a part of it you know the grand conspiracy to basically fuck with me and um, so there was that and then there was uh, thoughts of uh, demonic possession among my friends and, and peers and things like that and and uh, 
and it all played in with the atmosphere of, of uh, you know, um, the LGBT movement and transgenderism and, and all that. And, and so there was all these deeply seated fears and, and, and it played in Trump plays a role in, in, in this conspiracy as well. And, uh, so I actually, um, was, a, a supporter of Trump, but this all changed after my brother passed away, and uh, what happened was I just didn't care anymore about anything. So I decided to, um, I, I was trying new medications and things, but something, uh, I credit my intuition, something, uh, alerted me to uh, stop taking the medication I was on and tell my daughter that I would like to try a new one. And so I tried two new medications. Actually, I didn't try the two new ones. I took one, I, I took the prescription, but I, I didn't take the pill. And then I did that one more time. And then something told me the uh it would have been the fourth medication with that doctor um to to do that one so i went in there and i something told me just to listen to what she had to say but i already knew i was going to take whatever she prescribed me and and but i still uh gave her kind of uh you know i was expressing skepticism towards the medication and stuff but i knew that i'd had uh, surrendered to it, the the idea of doing it, because I just didn't care. But I also, at the same time, was, uh, I believe that um, it was potentially going to kill me, um, the medication, because I, I believe that uh, we're not there yet with knowing what we're doing with medication and my experiences with past med medication was that it was uh, giving me chest pains and I was having all kinds of bad symptoms with previous medications and so I thought you know but something was just telling me you know what just surrender and if it uh, results in in death then so be it because so I I basically didn't care anymore and so I tried the new medication and I was I was I was kind of uh a little bit terrified of it what was going to happen and uh next thing I knew within a few days I began seeing things very clearly I be began thinking very clearly and uh this stuff's called prevenazine and um or Trilofem, I believe, is is its other name, and they told me that it's a medication they give to older people who have Alzheimer's and dementia, and um, it 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 works wonderfully for them, and <clears throat> so it just began working really well, and within uh, no time, I completely. Uh, did away with my um, superstitious beliefs and uh, 
you know, I saw through Trump right away and all these other things. So I, I, I spoke to my uncle the other day and he asked me, so aren't you a Trump supporter? I said, I was until I started taking my medication and he just, you know, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, but it's true. And so before I took my medication, I did come up with the I've always had a, a very different perspective on life and everything, but I came up with the theory of the synonymous self, and it, it was just really a, a realization of the what, the fact of life, the fact that, um, you know, you can listen to my other podcasts uh, about atheistic reincarnation is what I call it or the synonymous self, or ubiquitous consciousness, is what I started out calling it uh, when I, uh, I believe it was about a, a year ago or longer. But I stripped away all superstition and uh, from the concept of reincarnation. And then I came to the conclusion that because nothingness uh, is a non-experience, and then because we live in this physical world that generates uh, living biological organisms, that it is actually mandatory that there be some form of experience. But I get into more detail in, in my other podcasts about that. But <clears throat> so I, I realized that I realized a lot of things after I st started taking my medication. Um, one is that. Uh, a mentally ill person is like uh, they're they're like a person in a burning burning building. They need external help from somebody else. It needs to be recognized, and they are going to. Only it's worse than being in a burning building. It's it's like I I also say that uh, expecting. A mentally ill person to uh, get help or take medication or seek out medication is the same as expecting your food to cook itself. It's just not going to happen. It's completely illogical. And so that brought up another concern for me. So why are we, why are so many people, um, uh, why do they prescribe to such prescribe to such uh, flawed logic that they see a mentally ill person as someone who, um, you know, it, we we victim blame them and we uh, expect them to do the impossible, like I said about the food cooking itself, you know. Um, it was just luck, pure luck, that I got the right medication, that I, um, you know, decided to take it. I gave up, you know, it was all just chance. It was an accident that I uh, was able to to uh, get this medication. But I do not understand the aspect of the... Um, my intuition kind of feeling this, uh, this sense that, um, I was kind of being guided by my intuition to avoid some medications and then just 
surrender to this one that I started taking. I don't understand that, and I do not want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, prescribe that to uh, God or anything. But I think there is something definitely to uh, intuition. But it may be that um, uh, I've heard people kicking, kicking around the idea that the future has an effect on the past if time is non-linear. But anyways, um, <clears throat> so I have a lot of... I take issue with atheists now. I'm an atheist myself, but many atheists expect the impossible from religious people. Uh, we need to realize that... Um, the flaw in, in that is that we expect logic and reason where there is none, where, you know, we, we you cannot, uh, you know, if you throw the seeds on, onto the, uh, um, in amongst the, the thorns or, you know, the, the parable of the sower, you know, just think about that. They, they can't grow in certain places. We just cannot expect uh, logical thinking from some people. The The whole reason that they are, um, they have the propensity to, to flock to religion is because there is already something uh, going on with them. It isn't that they are uh, logical and rational people that are, um, you know, lost their way. It's it's that they all, they're uh, they're having a um, a physical, a neurological um, issue. Uh, there's a condition that is uh, responsible for their choices, and I, I I would say that that is also what is responsible for creating religion in the first place. Is um, you know our desire, our our um, <clears throat> habit of uh, explaining things that with uh, mythology that we don't understand. <clears throat> so now I want to get back to the synonymous self. Um, and whenever I originally came up with the idea, uh, it just kept kind of uh, butting its head uh, at me in different ways, and I would try to suppress it because I thought, well, that's actually satanic and, and it's bad, you know, and I, it, it was this guilty, uh, there there was this kind of guilty pleasure I had with thinking about it, and so there was this internal struggle going on with me trying to uh, not... Um, think about it really and, and and then like certain times of the day before I started the medication I, I would uh, obsess over it and then I would at other times of the day I would like be down on my knees praying to God uh, please forgive me for thinking these atheistic thoughts and, and all that so it was just this constant um uh, battle with myself, and um, 
so my my point is is that i I do not believe that uh, we're capable of overcoming uh, our mental illness problem, and I believe it is a, an epidemic and a, a crisis, and it has been for probably thousands of years, um, but lately it, it's become more dangerous. But um, luckily we do have uh, many people in the world are uh, quite sane, and um, but but I I do think that we would greatly benefit from taking uh, drastic measures in uh, administering medication, actually, and um, <clears throat> seeing how our actually our economic system kind of depends on people's superstitious beliefs and just mere beliefs period as as a kind of lubricant for it to function easily uh, people say all kinds of things uh, that are very uh, just unscientific in, in regards to justifying uh, people's uh, plight in life, um, their financial struggles, and so on and so forth, and uh, in regards to uh, to the point that justifying homelessness and things, and just uh, thinking about homelessness as, as a fact of life is, is one example that, that to believe that we, it is an unsolvable thing, yet what would happen if... Uh, all of the homeless people in the world uh, miraculously uh, got their shit together, you know, in quotes, got their shit together, and, um, you know, cured it, solved the problem on their own. Well, then, you know, why are people complaining about homeless people if they believe that it is a fact of life? Uh, you know, so... And, and they they complain because they want homeless people to solve the issue themselves. But um, if we realize that it is not a fact of life and that it can be solved and that it we we actually can do much better as a civilization, and uh, we we can um, make a lot more things free, uh, and why not? And so I see that as our um, uh, belief that this is how it has to be. And we have to have a capitalistic uh, society or that, you know, it's either this or a horrible uh, system. Um, we can come up with something better. We can, um, through automation and, and other technologies... Um, you know, every decade or so, uh, things just get incrementally better, incrementally better. Um, Steven Pinker points this out, and, um, 
many others point this out. And uh, I, I, I believe uh, it is our beliefs that are mostly responsible for holding us back. Um, and that is a result of illogical thinking, which is a result, if you ask me, of uh, the very physical issue of uh, neurological imbalances in the brain. And uh, an another point I wanted to make out make is that we, a lot of people, have the view that mental illness is is like this metaphysical uh, um, sickness of, of of the soul. It, it isn't something that we attribute to uh, the physical realm. Um, and I argue there is only the physical realm. Um, there, everything is is physics. <laughs> it's it's all something that is uh, we interact with. It it has a um, a cause and effect. It causes and is affected by the reality we live in. And <clears throat> so we need to propagate the, the idea because, surprisingly, a lot of people don't really consider mental illness. Uh, they, they put it outside of the realm of physical illnesses. They don't, like, we treat people with diabetes or cancer or many other physical illnesses see i we we lump that in with, with uh physical illnesses and then mental illnesses there there is no uh difference uh, they're both biological the brain is a biological physical thing um that causes uh the um, non-physical thing which is illogical thinking and, and the brain causes the non-physical thing of ideas and, and other thoughts but it's all physical and um so so we really need to uh, push that idea to the realization that um yeah, that it's uh, uh, <clears throat> it's all physical, um, and so this means that mental abuse and emotional abuse are actually physical abuse as well. So we we need to realize that it is it's it's almost like biological warfare to uh, attack someone someone's psyche. Um, because <clears throat> you are altering their physicality, the neurological um, chemistry of the the mind when you emotionally or mentally abuse someone. So my suggestion is that we um, we create a database, a, a library of. Um, uh, medications that work with uh, specific uh, 
gene types. Um, we need to sequence or map everyone's genome and um, <clears throat> just create a, a, an entire catalog of, okay, so you're this, uh, you have this arrangement of uh, genes, DNA, and so this means that these medications will most likely work the best because we need to eliminate this whole uh, taking. It took me about, well, I've been trying medications since about 2003, actually. And so just bouncing all around and most of them causing horrible uh, side effects and, and or just not working at all. And uh, so finally come arriving to one that works very well. Um, it, this need, why uh, are we putting ourselves through this? And we just view it as normal, as acceptable. And it, it, it should not be. It, the, the first step to getting someone uh, mental health should be a blood test. And it should be, you know, like I said, this is a physical thing. Um, it, we need to uh, map genomes. Families need to, <clears throat> you know, we need to have more uh, access to, you know, we're, we're also, you know, we inherit things. And so we, we already give our daughters uh, the information about what we potentially could inherit. We tell them about our uh, parents and our grandparents and all, all of their uh, diseases and things. So, But why not, you know, pass on the, the uh, genetics and, and just detect these things that were just, uh, we could even predict these things and, and probably cure them in early childhood. I think that we, uh, I said in one of my previous podcasts, we, we cling to uh, the epidemic of mental illness, really, because it, it kind of gives us something to do, really. It, um, it's, it's like we're uh, addicted to the, the drama, really. We're a bunch of drama queens, drama kings, whatever, um, we cling to a smaller, uh, a security blanket so we don't have to, and we hide our head underneath it so we don't have to look at the great big cosmos and, and think, oh my, uh, you know, but we're kind of, we're being called by life to do something, to, to do something great, and I don't know what that is, but... Um, Daniel Quinn in his book, uh, Ishmael, um, he suggested that we're like the kindergartner, uh, teachers, you know, of, of the planet earth. And so we get to, uh, teach the other species, uh, about, you know, like kindness and things like that, whatever <laughs> I think they're teaching us. But, um, or teach them about uh, science, actually. And, and so it would be a very uh, slow, long class. Uh, you know, right now we're working with uh, um, 
monkeys and apes and so <clears throat> I, I I really think that we are eventually going to go uh, in the direction of where we are definitely headed in the direction of Star Trek but um we need to uh well, many people are starting to embrace it, as uh, um, Bruce, Doctor Bruce Demir, pointed out in his uh, uh, pod uh, tubcast. Sorry, tubcast uh, number three. I listened to that today. Um, yeah, we're definitely headed in that direction, and so I'm trying to play my part into. Uh, uh, contributing something to that all right um thank you for listening and uh check out my other podcasts to uh get a better idea of the the uh, synonymous self theory and uh, what that all entails all right thank you